Well, good afternoon, everyone. The H1B guy here. And today I'm joined by Mob Squad's head of partnership, uh, Nikki Bynum, and head of talent, Jessa Chuvik. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you, if you haven't already, to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. Today's live stream is brought to you exclusively by Mob Squad. Are you a technology professional facing U.S. work visa-related challenges? Don't leave your fate up to chance. Our partner, Mob Squad, has a solution. Join the squad. Well, I wanted to kick off today's live stream by making sure that we address some news that broke last Tuesday, which was USCIS here, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services in the U.S., put out an announcement that let everyone know that the H-1B lottery for fiscal year 2023 had been concluded and that those cases that were not selected uh, would receive a non-selection notification. The irony of all of this is that over the last month, month and a half, there were a lot of rumors about a potential second H-1B lottery. And that's where the don't leave your fate up to chance comes in from Mob Squad's mantra. And so for those of you who received a not selected notification, this is the 25 minutes of your time that I think will be well worth it. And I'm proud to um, bring in Nikki and Jessa today, both with Mob Squad. And I wanted to have them take a few minutes and, and do a couple of quick introductions. So, Nikki, I'm going to start with you. What does it mean to be head of partnerships at Mob Squad? Yeah, well, uh, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Um, as you mentioned, my name is uh, Nikki, and I'm head of partnerships at Mob Squad. I've been working with the company for um, over four years now. So I've actually been with Mob Squad since uh, pretty much the very beginning. Um, my role is primarily client facing. And so I spend most of my time traveling and building relationships with companies in the US, particularly startups and scale ups who have foreign nationals working with them. And so it's been really exciting and rewarding to, to see how our company has evolved and, and grown as a business. And, to be part of helping people immigrate to, to Canada and put them on a path to Canadian citizenship. Awesome. So client facing US and Canada based clients really covering yeah. most of North America then at that point, right? Exactly. I spend most of my time on the road, so I'm hardly ever home. <laughs> Racking up those sky miles and hotel points yep. for, uh, yep. for the suitcase warriors, <laughs> right? Well, exactly. wanted to to turn it over to, to to Jessa for a quick introduction. Jessa, what does it mean to be head of talent for Mob Squad? Thanks, uh, thanks so much for having us. Um, so I'm Jessa Chupik. I'm the head of talent for Mob Squad, and so what I do is I work with U.S.-based companies that are looking to build teams within Canada. So they want to provide security to um, potential employees rather than having them be concerned about the U.S. system. And so we build teams, uh, smaller teams within um, some of the, the areas that we work. So within Vancouver, Calgary, Toronto and Halifax. And so those teams are built for these companies. And so we do the recruitment and um, bring individuals into Canada uh, with their families as well. Awesome. So 
your background is definitely much more similar to mine in the sense that, you know, been recruiting now for 18 years. I have to pinch myself when I say that out loud. Um, literally, it seems like recruiting years are, are like dog years, how, uh, how how long they are and how long we've, we've been in the industry. Um, but thank you. So good, good to know. So, Nicole, uh, Nikki, you're, you're on the, the client facing side. Just some more on what I'd call the delivery or, or candidate side of, of recruitment. Um, Nikki, I wanted to start out with you and, and ask a couple questions and, and then we'll move over to, to Jessa and, and we'll do um, kind of a rapid fire. And, and of course, I also wanted to mention for any of you out there who, who may be watching currently live streaming, if you have questions or comments, um, we welcome those in the chat. I, I'm not sure if we'll have time to do a Q&A, but any questions that are posted, we'll be sure to, to get answers back to you. Um, so feel free to, to drop those in the chat as, as we kind of walk through the conversation here. Uh, but Nikki, I wanted to start out with you, and, and that is to ask, can you please help remind those that may be watching right now or, or listening or watching this at a later date how Mob Squad helps foreign technology talent or what I call high-skilled individuals find their next opportunity? Yeah, definitely. So um, we can help people who are either located internationally or who are in the U.S. Um, and for those who are in the U.S. and perhaps are on a STEM OPT visa, if they entered the H-1B lottery and were unsuccessful, we can actually help move their role to Canada so that they can continue supporting the company that they were working with in the US, but from Canada. So the way that it works is that we hire everyone um, at Mob Squad as direct employees. They're on our payroll. We provide them a health and wellness benefits package. They work out of our offices across Canada. Um, they're really part of the Mob Squad team. But what's interesting is that they're able to continue working with the company that they may have been working with in the US. Um, but because of the visa related issues, um, they aren't able to remain in the US any longer. And then similarly, if they're abroad and they applied for an H-1B and they didn't get it, we can bring them to Canada, um, get them the work permit, uh, and they can continue working with the company that they were intending to work for um, in the U.S. from Canada through Mob Squad. And then just one thing to note is, uh, unlike in the U.S., um, you can apply for a Canadian work permit at any time during the year. Um, so you're not really restricted to the timing of the H-1B lottery. So I'm a software engineer, um, either in the U.S., maybe facing work visa issues, right? H-1B denials, um, potentially OPT expiration, you know, failed lottery attempts, maybe multiple times. Um, or I'm a software engineer um, or, again, kind of that high skilled individual, right, in tech specifically located outside of the U.S. that kind of the same approach right not selected in the h1b lottery but still interested in looking to come uh, and work in north america a lot of this is what i would call for time zone reasons um outside of just maybe relocating their their job what are some other solutions that the mob squad can help provide can, can you walk us through some of that process yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned, um, you know, if they're unsuccessful in the H-1B lottery um, and they're unable to remain in the U.S. or they're, you know, just want to get to North America, we can um, get them a Canadian work permit um, as long as they fall within an IT role. Um, and essentially, we then contract them back to the U.S. company and they can continue to work with them. Um, and then in terms of timing and how quickly we can get the, the folks into Canada, 
In a pre-COVID world, it was taking about four to six weeks to get the work permit approved. Um, it is taking about eight to 12 weeks now to get the approvals, just to due to backlogs and processing times within the Canadian government, um, largely due to COVID and now more recently, you know, the crisis in Ukraine and just certain things that are, um, you know, taking the priority of the Canadian government is, is really um, backlogging a few of the processing times, but still it is a very relative, um, quick process. Um, so between eight to 12 weeks. Um, and, you know, if someone is interested in working with us, we would first need to make sure that they qualify for the work permit. Mm -hmm. So as a reminder, we work with people that are in the IT and tech related functions. So software engineers, software developers, machine learning, uh, data scientists. So really there is a broad range of people that we can help with in the, the tech space. Mm -hmm. um, and then once we confirm that we can qualify them for the type of work permit we get, we'd welcome a conversation with our company so that we can really explain how our model works. So, mm -hmm. you know, just go into the details because it, you know, it can be you, some companies have never heard, you know, heard of this model before. Um, so once we have those discussions with them um, and the company wants to move forward with us um, and we have an agreement in place, we will work with the engineer um, on relocating to Canada. And so mm -hmm. we'll get them the work permits, um, We'll get, you know, help their their spouse get a work permit as well, which is something that I know has been quite valuable. So many um, people that have spouses in the U.S. aren't able to, they're not able to work. And so we'll get them the, the visa in Canada and then we will help with the relocation. So um, we recognize many people that, you know, come to Canada have never stepped foot here before. So we want to make sure that their transition is as easy as possible. So mm -hmm. we'll help find temporary and long-term accommodation, We'll get people set up with banking. Um, we'll help their spouse even get a, a role in Canada as well, get the kids into schools. We really try to help transition them into uh, their new communities. Um, so we know that moving can be stressful. And so we really want to provide sort of a white glove service and and make sure that they settle well into into Canada. Oh, yeah. That's, and we also have, you know, yeah. Reducing that anxiety, right, of you exactly. know, really uprooting your life from one geographic area to another, um, having that white glove service and experts that do this frequently, I think, is a huge selling point. Um, what's yeah. the easiest way if I'm a software developer or a data engineer to approach my employer um, about you know, initiating a discussion with Mob Squad. Yeah, definitely. So we have created a two minute explainer video that is quite helpful to just give a high level overview of what we do. Um, so this might be a good starting point just to introduce the company to us. Um, and engineers also welcome to reach out to us directly through our website. And one of our team members would be happy to share additional information um, that they can share with their employer. And then I think really, you know, the best step is for us to be connected directly to the company. Uh, mm -hmm. We typically work with people in the HR, so heads of HR, um, or maybe it's the manager of the individual that might make the most sense for the first conversation to just to sort of see if it would work. Um, and then um, we would go from there. But sort of an introduction to the company, sharing some materials with them is really the, the first step. This is where I tell everyone to use the link in the video description below, and that will help really kind of kick it off. But, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is submitting your information to initiate the conversation, then to get Mob Squad's guidance on how to go about approaching their employer. 
uh, to me, it's yeah. really the best advice I, I can give anyone who's who's tuning in. Uh, I wanted to close out with you know a question I think that's really important here, and I'm going to ask um, Jessica the same question here too when when I bring her up. Um, but Nikki, what's your experience in assisting you know these these high skilled individuals, these software developers, software engineers that have already relocated to Canada? Uh, what's some of the feedback from them on their transition to Canada? And, and what is it that you're hearing that they love most? Yeah, so I think one consistent message that we hear from our employees is that relocating to Canada has really provided them stability for them and their families, um, especially if somebody was in the U.S. and they're on that visa treadmill and there's that stress and uncertainty of really not knowing what's next, like what's going to happen in a few months, in a couple of years. So you don't want to necessarily established roots, like you just don't feel like that's maybe the right move, you can't buy a house. And, you know, there's just certain things. And, you know, people that we've worked with that have come to Canada, they they feel that sense of relief, they're able to, you know, purchase a home, start a family, and really just plan their lives. And that's something that we've really, um, we really encounter and we value. And something that I, I didn't mention before is that we do help our uh, engineers get permanent residency. And so, mm -hmm. Typically, it takes about a year, year and a half. It can vary depending on each person's situation. Um, but we work, you know, hard to try and get that for all of our employees. And, you know, you know, we often hear um, just how excited they are and how grateful they are once they get their PR. And, you know, Mob Squad as a team, we celebrate with them. And that's something that we really strive to, to help them with. And, and as I said, it just provides them with that stability that they mm -hmm. may otherwise not have had in the U.S. And one of the fastest tracks to PR is to have a full-time role working in Canada. And I think that's one of the key differentiators is, you know, relocating to Canada is one thing, relocating already with a job in hand so that you can fast track that PR is, is a huge selling point. So really appreciate you sharing that. Nikki. that's a, a huge important point that, that shouldn't be missed. Um, before I move over to Jessa, I did want to just mention, I see a couple of, of questions. Uh, Sunil, I see a couple of questions from you. If others have questions, please drop those in the chat. Um, hopefully we'll answer those kind of through the course of, of this discussion here. Um, but Jessa, I wanted to, uh, to move over to you. Um, and I wanted to, to start out with, you know, trying to understand from you, how does Mob Squad help technology companies, not only in Canada, but in the US grow their tech teams? How do you help them do that? Mm -hmm. So we primarily work with uh, startup companies in the US. And so those companies um, are either have heard about us or um, already have individuals that they've come to Canada through the visa solution, through the process that Nikki has described. And so those companies are really looking for exceptional talent globally, um, but they are unable to um, provide them with that sense of security in that would come if they were able to go to the US. So they don't have Canadian operations, so they come to us to build those partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, and so those companies come to us and um, we do a customized search process to find a very small group of those top candidates and, uh, and for those particular positions. So we have individuals, many individuals who apply through our talent roster where we have postings on our website, individuals apply directly there. 
And so we search through our talent roster. We review every application that comes in. Um, and so it's not a system where we look for keywords. We actually do that individualized approach for candidates, but also for our clients. Mm -hmm. And we also do external outreach, typical recruitment process. Um, and so when we get to that stage where we have some really great candidates who are global talent, who want to go forward, um, we provide an introductory video about each of those candidates um, that the candidate does. And it's a great way to showcase who you are, um, what you love to do, and why you're potentially interested in this type of position. Uh, we have a profile that we create. And then we also have a verbal summary that we provide to our clients in our debriefs with them. And then the client selects who they'd like to go forward with. Um, and they go through the whole interview process from the client side. So it is a, a longer process that can take place, but it's worthwhile because you will be working if you're a candidate working as an employee at Mob Squad. You're working with um, a U.S.-based tech company on a long-term exclusive basis. Mm -hmm. And so once you get to the offer stage, then we apply for your work permit. You come to Canada and we treat you um, as, you know, with that white glove service that you would be looking for to make sure that you can settle into your new province and city easily. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I know that you guys do as well, and, and I don't think you mentioned, is there's some tech assessments involved mm -hmm. as well, right? Can, can you maybe clarify that just a, a little bit? Sure. So for some of our positions, we do have um, a code test. We also have a technical recruiter who um, would have a conversation with candidates. Um, there are some positions that are at a higher level that we don't require that um, code test. It depends on the type of position and the years of experience that you would have. Um, and so that is part of our assessment. Um, but primarily, we really get to know uh, our candidates. And so if we see that there's going to be a potential match that's available right now or in the future, we really want to get to know you. And so it's a collaborative process. So if you're involved as a candidate with Mob Squad, um, we love it when you reach out. If you haven't heard from us, perhaps there's just been a delay in hiring, things are on hold, or there's been a change in the requirements. We collaborate with you um, as a candidate in our process. And that's the key, right? Like building out that that candidate profile um, and actively marketing them to open opportunities with kind of tech startups maybe in Canada that don't have the recruitment strategy or can't identify the talent that that's already existing in Canada. I think that's a, a huge point and, and one that, that shouldn't be missed. So Again, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but just on the recruitment side, you mentioned um, you have some active postings. So if I'm a technology, you know, high skilled IT software engineer located outside of Canada, maybe in the U.S. or just globally around the world, mm -hmm. and I am interested in considering Canada um, outside of, you know, using the link in the video description below, um, is it best for me to maybe actively monitor some of the open postings that you have, submit my contact information or my resume um, via that way as well? Or if I see something come up, what's what's really the best approach for, for candidates that, that want to work with you? 
Mm -hmm. So I think looking at our postings on our website is always an option. Um, so we would recommend that. However, um, you know, you can always contact me directly as well. So um, I believe that you have my email address. So it's just jessa at mobsquad.io. And so what I can do at that time is we can arrange a call, have a conversation about what you're looking for, really explain the process and how it would work for you. Um, mm -hmm. I have, you know, usually generally about five to eight of those calls a day um, mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that I get to know you as a candidate. And so always feel free to reach out directly. Um, that isn't a concern for us. We aren't a high volume recruitment firm. So that's one thing I would raise. We're a little different because we are looking for that senior level technology talent. Mm -hmm. And just to, to mention that email address again for Jessa, it, it's uh, J-E-S-S-A at mobsquad.io. Um, also in the video description below, um, and I've shared Jessa's LinkedIn profile, um, as well as Nicole's. And, and Nicole can be reached to at um, N-I-C-O-L-E at mobsquad.io as well. Um, so again, very open, very transparent um, in terms of the communication uh, so if you are curious, please feel free to reach out. Please make sure you reference this live stream as where you heard about Mob Squad or where you were first introduced um, to Jessa or Nicole. So I wanted to talk about Jessa really quickly. Why should um, a high skilled individual work with Mob Squad to come to Canada versus trying to do this on their own? Yeah, so we recommend that you, part of what we do in providing advice to you and having those discussions is that we want to make sure that you look at all of your options. So we may not be the best option for you. There may be other alternatives that we can recommend to you. And so I think part of the reason why people do turn to us and build that relationship and that collaborative process as a candidate is that it is highly personalized. So we really want to get to know you as a person. Make sure your values align to the company that you'll be working with on a long-term exclusive basis. Um, we also want to make sure that the location that we're thinking about, that the company would like you to be based, is the right location for you and your family. Um, or if you're on your own, we may want to think about a different kind of city. So those are things that we want to really spend that time doing. And I think as well, people like being a part of Mob Squad when they do come here. They've been recruited onto a team. We've had a number of people just arrive recently. Mm -hmm. um, it's because it is a community. So um, there's, you know, there are our team's members who go skiing on the weekends who, in, who are based here in British Columbia. Um, and they're just building that sense of community, already having a group of people and families that you can connect with. That's a really huge value. Even if you're mm -hmm. working with another company that's based in the U.S., you're still part of the Mob Squad team. And that's why mm -hmm. people want to be a part of that. Yeah, it comes back to that white glove service, right? And kind of similar to N Nikki's answer about what is it that they love? I mean, there's a community aspect. There is a support system that's already built in place. And I think that's absolutely critical um, for individuals who are, are really picking up their lives and, and moving. So I wanted to move into a quick little like rapid fire um, here. I've got a few questions prepared and, you know, I'm not sure how much time we'll have remaining, but there's a couple of, of questions that maybe we can get to. But, but really quickly, there was a, an article yesterday um, that was posted uh, and, and it basically was saying that 
in for for 2022 so far as of july 31st immigration refugees and citizenship in canada had issued more than 349,000 work permits this year compared to 199,000 in all of of 2021 why is this so important to high skilled individuals who are seeking a rewarding career in north america nikki start with you yeah, sure. So I think this data really is just highlighting how open Canada is to immigration and you know what we've seen released by the Canadian government. The forecast is to continue to break immigration records um, over the next few years. And there has been acknowledgement um, that there is a shortage in tech talent broadly. And so, you know, this will be the focus on skilled immigration to really help uh, fill this gap in the labor market. Mm-hmm. Jessa, what about you? Which uh, for me, it speaks to the the actual gaps in um, workforce across the country in terms of different occupations. So yeah. I know one of the individuals mentioned here about power and electrical engineers. Yep. You know, those that. would be another another focus as well, or healthcare. So mm-hmm. as much as Mob Squad focuses on technology professionals, Canada really needs um, talented people globally who are from a variety of occupations mm-hmm. and so that's why we see these numbers and it and continuing to increase so this is where i tell len ray to say hey you know hit the the link in the video description below power, power and electrical engineers engineers in general are extremely in demand and you know i know we've talked about healthcare professionals before but little different regulations there um so it gets a little bit more complicated when we start to talk about medicals and and rns um what do you love most about working for mob squad jessa will you start this one i'm for me i love working with the engineers so being a part of that team um learning from them and um, and also just seeing them experience their lives in Canada. So we mm-hmm. often will share photos on Slack about our weekends. People have gone for a particular hike, um, you know, or there's different things that they've experienced that they haven't had the opportunity to be- have before. And that's mm-hmm. what I love. Awesome. What about you, Nikki? Yeah, mine's along the same lines as Jessa. You know, I'd have to say really just the opportunity to help families um, relocate to Canada and settle into their their new communities and, and build a life here. Um, mm-hmm. When one of our employees receives permanent residency, um, it's amazing to see how happy they are, how appreciative they are. Um, and it just really makes all the hard work that we, that we do, um, you know, make it make it, it makes it worth it. So awesome. it's really exciting. We, we celebrate with them whenever they do get PR. So it's a great That's thing great. to see. Yeah, well, to see that success, right? Get get to the the kind of the first finish line. Um, Nikki, what's the most in demand skill set in Canada right now? I'm going to defer that to Jessa because she's the talent expert. <laughs> Jessa, what's the most in demand skill set in Canada right now? Uh, I would say right now um, it is well in terms of tech stacks. Python um, mm-hmm. is an area of demand. Um, we see a lot of demand for full stack developers at the moment. Um, and so that's where we are primarily focusing our recruitment efforts. Awesome. And we're seeing that here, data engineers, what I call kind of the full stack app dev, right? Any kind of developer or engineer deals with data or DevOps is absolutely in demand. Um, what is the outlook for the rest of 2022 and into 2023 for high-skilled immigration to Canada. Nikki? 
So I think it's similar to what we touched upon before. Um, I think we're going to continue to see the immigration, um, you know, Canada being open to immigration and continuing to see those numbers rise um, as we mm -hmm. as we uh, go into the future here. Jessa, same question. Same. I think what we're going to also see is that more of um, a process where people, when they do come to Canada, learning more about um, the history of our country, also reconciliation with Indigenous people um, in Canada. So mm -hmm. there's going to be different trends that come up, but I would say the outlook is really good, especially for people mm -hmm. who want to build their lives here. Yeah, and I'd say based on the data earlier, we're on track to process probably 400,000, you know, work visas in, in 2022, which is incredible. Um, favorite city in Canada, Jessa? Uh, well, I'm sort of biased. I'll just say uh, Vancouver Island is where I live and Vancouver Island is, it's not a city, but that's where I would say. Yeah, awesome. Nikki, what about you? Hey. Well, I'm going to say Vancouver, but that's really just because I've spent most of my life here. Um, mm -hmm. It's a very diverse and multicultural city. That being said, you can't go wrong with any city in Canada. They're all beautiful, um, mm -hmm. but each each city is unique. And, you know, I think that's the interesting thing when you talk about the provinces that you work across from Mob Squad. There are, there are options. Um, you know, it isn't just Toronto or Vancouver. There are other options. Um, earlier today, we were talking about it's, suppressingly hot here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the question for a lot of folks is, is it really as cold in Canada as it's made out to be? Nikki? Really depends where you are. Um, Vancouver has a very mild climate. It's very similar to to Seattle. Um, mm -hmm. When you get, you know, to Toronto can get cold, um, but I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks, but but that's maybe just you? because I'm in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, you, more mild climate there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Jessa? Well, I've lived in the Arctic, so it's pretty cold there. Um, mm. And But I would say, you know, in what we actually hear from our engineers who haven't experienced that or that's been something that they've been a little bit nervous about, um, mm. once they actually get used to it, um, they find that there's activities that they like to get involved in. And so it is something that they embrace and enjoy. And so, mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't think, yes, the Halifax is, uh, does get cold as well, but it's a beautiful city and, mm -hmm. um, and, and Calgary too. So there's lots of things that people enjoy about that climate. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, looking forward to visiting. I've been right to the border, but have not crossed over yet. So hopefully sometime in the, the very near future. Um, so we're up on 30 minutes here. I did want to just address Ashwinder and Anuj. Both of your questions are very similar. You don't have to involve your employer in the process. That would be where Jess and her team would potentially look to identify an opportunity for you. But if you have an employer who may be more open-minded and the cost of losing you as an employee is more substantial than the cost to relocate you to Canada, then you can absolutely take that path as well. Um, so Nikki, Jess, I just want to thank you both for coming on today and, and kind of continuing the conversation that uh, RF and I had um, you know, several months ago. Uh, when I first had him on and talked about Mob Squad, I really appreciate you both bringing some insight on the sales client side and on the recruitment and delivery side. Really appreciate both of your times here this afternoon. Um, this live stream was proudly brought to you by Mob Squad. Are you a technology professional that is facing U.S. work visa related challenges? 
As we talked about, do not leave your fate up to chance. Mob Squad has a solution. They work with technology professionals facing U.S. work visa-related uncertainty, remain working with their current U.S. company nearshore from Canada, as well as technology professionals from around the world who are seeking an opportunity to find a rewarding career in North America. Through their partnership with the Canadian government, they can obtain a work permit for you and your spouse in as little as eight weeks, as we talked about, maybe a little bit more than that based on some of the backlogs and processing. But whether you're looking to stay working with your current US company or you want to find a new opportunity in Canada, please find out how the team at Mob Squad can help you uh, via the link in the description below. Join the squad. And as I mentioned, uh, LinkedIn profiles for Jessa and Nicole, as well as their emails are both in the video description. Please feel free to, to reach out to them. And I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Reference this live stream if you don't mind. I um, would also like to thank our partners, uh, perm-ads.com, as well as Cindy's and Path to Canada for their continued support. Just want to ask you one last time, please like this video. Subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel or go live like we did here today on August 31st, 2022 at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you so much for joining this live stream and watching my video and this content. Thanks again so much to Nikki and Jessa for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I can't thank you both enough, and thanks for everyone who tuned in today. I'm Robert. I'm the H1B guy. Follow me on Twitter. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. But make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. Thank you so much for your time. This is your global source for all things H1B.